Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was so cool. I think you're so talented. Social media is only positive with Zigazoo, the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. In Zigazoo, all community members are verified kids like yours, and all content is fully human-moderated. Try out Zigazoo this spring break. Download the Zigazoo app today. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury. The premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80. Live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City. Featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infiniti QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. The numbers told the story they always do. This is a numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSEN. It's one of those idiots who believe in analytics. Good Thursday morning to you. It is a numbers game at Visa, the Sports Betting Network, VSEN.com, the VSEN F, Fubo, Sling Game, plus iHeartRadio, YouTube TV. Appreciate you tuning in this morning. It is Gil Alexander. Jeffrey Parlay is here as well. Crack Man Hour number two unscripted from somewhere across town. I'm not sure if he's in studio today. I think he's. Uh, Feeling a little under the weather, but we will talk to the crack man all hour number two. Will Hill will join us to talk not only basketball, but baseball, football as well. He's made some NFL plays. Uh, and we will, of course, talk NBA here momentarily. Uh, let me just review. Jeffrey, by the way, good morning to you, sir. How you doing, man? You good? Yeah, yeah I'm, I'm good, Gil. What I'm are you, good. You reading about the black hole they just found in the center man, well, of the universe? They, they, they've always known it was there. They just finally took a They took got a, a photo of it. Finally, they, finally got it. Got an image of it. I think they use the iPhone for that? What do they do with that? I think uh, some high-powered yeah. uh, telescope. Big, big astrological news. Is that astrological news? Probably not. I don't know what it's called. Huge science news this morning. Yeah, I think that's the easier way to Jeff do it. is a little distracted. So here, yesterday on this show, if you listen to this show, a boon for betters. Once again, hope everybody cashed in. Uh, we hit our two tennis picks. And they were big ones. Uh, one was a dog on Yulia Putin-Seva. She was about plus 123. I think you could have gotten her at plus 128. Uh, and then Danielle freaking Collins in straight sets over Simona Halep gave her out here. I got her the previous night at, well, on one bet at plus 213 and another spot at about plus 250. Most people yesterday got her plus 250 at plus 260. Uh, so congratulations to all who jumped on that. Drew jumped on with the over in that match. Uh, he also had the fate of Cam Norrie that cashed. And I believe if you had the plus four and a half, you would have won on the 
uh, Fonini play as well. If you got the plus four, you push. So the tennis was a clean sheet, not just five and zero, oh, but talking over eight, I think over seven units, over almost eight units, just on that on that one tennis segment yesterday. So that was awesome. Uh, and then we had uh, John Legaza on. John went three and one on his picks in baseball yesterday. So that was pretty pretty good. I think I think Jason Jason didn't hit his. He had. Listen, if there's anybody who's allowed to miss one, it's Jason Weingarten, who has provided us with, with tons of everything through the, uh, through the years of ridiculous uh, odds as well, uh, cashing for people in futures and day-by-day, day, first innings and that thing. So just a, a good day for everybody. Hope everybody cashed in. Am I missing anybody from yesterday? Or was that the gamut? That might have been the gamut yesterday. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm forgetting somebody. Uh, we have a tennis pick. We have one remaining today, and it's going to start in about – if Ojer Aliassim just wrapped up on court, I'm not sure if he did or not, it's on the same court. So the pick this morning, which should start within 10 minutes, you have about 10 minutes to bet this, once again this morning, Danielle freaking Collins. Danielle Collins, I got her at plus 131 last night against Amanda Nisimova, who has been playing great on clay. Um, you, can, you can't get Collins quite at that number anymore, but you can get her at about plus 117 was the last I saw. That is still very playable. Uh, don't let it get uh, below plus 115, certainly not past plus 110. That would be the absolute low mark on that. Uh, don't go past that, but uh, you can play her right now for sure. Danielle Collins, the pick this morning again, not quite as the sexy dog as we had her yesterday, but a nice dog nonetheless this morning while we're doing the show. Uh, basketball, let's start there, Jeff. Uh, last night, let's start with the first of two, Game 5 in Boston. And first of all, how about the NHL first round and the NBA Conference semifinals. Nothing will end. Uh, Rangers with a huge comeback after Sidney Crosby went out for the uh, Penguins yesterday. They staved off elimination in hockey. Memphis staved off elimination in a big way in the second game last night basketball. So we have, we legit have seven of eight series in hockey that are going at a minimum six. And all four conference semis in basketball, they're going at least six. If nothing you, wrong with more games, Gil. Nothing wrong with that, except if you have series bets in your account, you're like, can I, can I see the money already? We'll see. Andy McNeil, just to let you know how like teetering all this is, Andy McNeil had five pre-flop hockey picks. He can either go 5-0 and or 0-5 still at this point, or anything in between. We'll see. He had the Blues looking good. Lightning, back, backs against the wall. Capitals, good Lord. <sighs> good Lord. Uh, also has the Bruins who have to stave off elimination. He does have the Flames minus a game and a half, so he could still win that as well. I didn't bet that one. But the, the Capitals, dude, can I just say this as an aside? I, I, you, can't, you can't imagine this franchise. Like, if you're a Caps fan, I talked to Caps fans, friends, last night. So second night in a row, second game in a row, they had the, uh, they had the Hathaway empty netter that just missed by an inch that would have put them up 3-1 to one in this series against the Florida Panthers. Not only do, do the Panthers tie it, but win that in overtime. Yesterday, the Caps gave up the 3-0 lead. Instead of being up 3-1 to one going into last night, they're now down 3-2. to two. And you know what Caps fans say? Yep, same, same stuff as always. This is just that team's history. Numb to it. I can give you 40 other examples in playoff history where this happens to the Caps. Anyway, back to basketball for a second. <laughs> Let's get back to the topic. Uh, so... The Celtics and the Bucks yesterday. My goodness, 
Uh, we had a great time uh, uh, with this on Primetime Action last night. We put out the video of us sweating out our bets. Matt Brown had a Drew Holiday over point total. Kelly had Giannis over uh, 40 and over at plus $4 plus, almost plus $5. That got there. I had the Bucks plus the points. We all have Bucks. Ser- well, Kelly and I have Bucks series bets. Matt and I have Bucks to win it all bets. Again, before this series, you could get the Bucks at plus seven forty still. Before the whole season started, they were nine and one, defending NBA champions. In our lifetime, we have not seen a defending NBA champion where you could get nine to one in the subsequent season. And before this series, they were plus seven forty. Before this game, they had gone back up to north of seven dollars. So, again, you don't get extra sexy points for doing this before a season. With legitimately with 10 more wins necessary to win the NBA Finals, to win the NBA title, you get them at plus 740. The Bucks win it 110-107, getting to the point. Not only covering the spread, but winning as a dog last night, money line outright. And what a finish. What a spectacular finish. Giannis ends up with 40 on the button on 16 of 27 shooting, including a long three-pointer to cut the lead in half to 105-102 with 140 to play. Drew Holiday, 24-8-8, including a game-tying three with 42 seconds left. What a final 40, let's call it 43 seconds. What a final 43 seconds he had. Portis, 14 points, 15 boards, 7 offensive. And after the game was tied, after two Tatum free throws to put the Celtics up two, Giannis makes one free throw, then has the worst release ever on a second free throw, had no shot of getting there. But Bobby Portis, with one of his offensive boards, a massive follow-up bucket after the Giannis miss, puts the Bucks up one, and then the Celtics have the ball with 11 seconds left. Easy inbounds to Smart, who drives to the hole, and Drew Holiday with the rejection, clean rejection, bounces off Smart. Bucks ball, Conadin fouled. He hits two. And you're thinking, we got Bucks got to foul him. Bucks got to foul him. But instead, Drew pickpockets smart again in the closing seconds to seal the deal. Drew Holiday showing the defensive player of the year a thing or two about defense, as someone wrote this morning. Tatum, 34 in defeat. Bucks, 49 36 advantage on the board, 17 5 on the offensive board. They trailed the, the Celtics by 14 points in the fourth quarter with 10 19 to play. 93 to 79, but the Bucks get it done. Don't ever underestimate the heart of a champion, Jeff. Bucks one game away from getting by the Celtics and advancing to their second consecutive conference final. You know how we said after Game Four that last sequence where the Celtics came back, the Al Horford game, that that might we might look back at that as the most important sequence of the postseason. Ditto that last night. Now that might end up being that Bucks turnaround the most important sequence of the NBA playoffs 2022 when all is said and done. Celtics were without Robert Williams for the second straight game, fourth time this postseason, and now maybe Chris Middleton, he could be back for six or seven if it goes that far. Yes, sir. No, I, Gil, I, after Horford had that monstrous putback last night, you're thinking, puts him up six, thinking, all right, this thing's cooked. And, and that statement we said the other day was still valid. That, that fourth quarter for Boston was going to be the most important moment of this postseason. And then, obviously, what you said, what what a turnaround for Holiday, who Incredible. really has just struggled offensively in this series, just inefficient. And that has to do with Boston's defense being phenomenal. But to make those two defensive plays and not even come close to fouling smart on either of them, 
uh, just absolutely incredible. And Giannis was bleeding like he went 10, 10 rounds in the, in the ring with fury by the end of it from his eye. Yeah, it was friendly uh, fire. Uh, yeah. I mean, yeah, I know, I know. It was, yeah. it was an accidental hit on that Horford yeah. stick back. But I, it, it, that was that was pure gut check from Milwaukee. Oh. That would that was. Not many teams could have done what they did. I don't know if any team in the league could have done what they did last night. Down six with two minutes to go. And, and again, the Giannis three, which is the always classic no, 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 yes. Yes. Shot whenever he takes <laughs> a three. Right. Uh, but, I but, believe I had a uh, basketball coach that once screamed that at me. Yes, <laughs> but, but a time or two. Just, uh, just, just incredible stuff by, by a team that, again, Gil, until last year was looked at as as a team that could never get it done, and correctly so, and now a team, and it's funny how in sports it flip, flips on a dime like this. It flips a team, on a dime. A team that you, as soon as they win it, you begin to trust them, and they come up in big moments like this. It is, but I'll get back to the original point again. Before this series, you could get the Bucks at plus 740. They were 9-1 to one before the season. Before this game, you could get them at plus 740. With just So before the season... Or 10 games to the promised land. Not much of a difference in price. And how about this series price pre-flop getting all the way to Bucks? I ended up with a Bucks plus 192. It hit $2. Now, I don't know if the Bucks are going to win. Celtics are still a great basketball team. They could win game six and game seven. It's very possible. But uh, just a sort of lesson in betting as to, again, sexy points don't matter. In terms of, hey, I got it all the way back in October. Doesn't matter. Yeah, you might have had an incrementally better price, but not much. The Bucks game six with the Celtics back in Milwaukee tomorrow night. Looking forward to that. You you uh, laying the points with the Bucks? You taking points with the Celtics? I'm just gonna let my my Bucks futures yeah, ride. At I this think point. that's where I'm at, at this point as well. Talk about the Warriors Grizzlies in the two games tonight. It is a numbers game at Veasan, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, Sarah, I loved that spring break vlog you posted on Zigazoo. OMG, you watched it? Yeah, it was edited so well. I think you're so talented. Social media interactions are only positive when you use Zigazoo. Zigazoo is the world's largest and safest social media network for kids. Your kids can upload their content and see what their friends are up to. With Zigazoo, they can create videos, enter to win prizes, and try out the latest dances and trends. There's no commenting, no text messaging, and everything is 100% human moderated. Plus, all community members are real, verified kids just like yours. There are no bots, trolls, or AI. Because Zigazoo is about one thing and one thing only, and that is fun. Try out Zigazoo this spring break and let your kids share your vacation vlogs and best edits with their friends safely. Download the Zigazoo app today. That's Z-I-G-A-Z-O-O. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. 
Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> <laughs> bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my game. <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free. It is time to download Nevada's premier sports betting app, the BetMGM app. BetMGM Sports, BetMGM with all your favorite wagering options, along with in-game betting, boosted odds specials, and much more. Just download the BetMGM app today. It won't take you but a few seconds. Then stop by any MGM casino on the strip with your state-issued ID to open an account. That won't take you but a few minutes. And then you start placing sports bets from anywhere in Nevada. Whatever your sport, whatever your betting style, you're going to love BetMGM state-of-the-art technology and fan-friendly specials every day of the week. Visit BetMGM for terms and conditions. Must be 21 or older and physically located in Nevada. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-522-4700. It's Gil Alexander. Uh, This is from uh, Andy McNeil. Andy McNeil, our hockey guy, of course, hockey expert, who... uh, who I who had said you know he pronounces Carolina hurricanes. He know he didn't say hurricane. He says hurricanes, and like I told him, I said Andy, you say hurricanes, and he doesn't hear the difference. He said, and so he uh, he texted. He says I finally realized the difference between hurricanes and hurricanes. Uh, he's cursing. He says it's not because I'm Canadian. It's because I'm a I'm a Cape Bretoner. Cape Bretoner is what he is. Folks up in Canada will know uh, the geography on that. He says, see, now that I'm on Canadian TV, I have people tweeting at me, what part of the Maritimes are you from? They know the difference. Uh, He adds this about Tampa Bay and Toronto tonight because he'll be in Toronto for game six. Oh, excuse me, it's in Tampa Bay. He's he's up in Toronto for game seven if it gets that far. Tampa Bay's 16-0 record after a loss in the playoffs is well publicized, he says. Uh, But they should be concerned heading into game six tonight in Tampa. The Lightning have allowed it. At least three goals in all five games in this series, and that's not their typical recipe for uh, recipe for playoff success. Since the start of the playoffs in 2020, the Lightning are 26 and two when Andre Vasilevsky allows two or fewer goals, but they're eight and six, uh, eight and 14. Pardon me, in games where he allows three goals or more. If any player deserves the benefit of the doubt, it's Vasilevsky. But last year's playoff MVP has posted an 880 save percentage in this series, and he's going to have to be a lot better in Game Six if the Lightning want to keep the dream of a Stanley Cup three-peat alive. Uh, and he does have a pre-flop bet. I wrote him on it. Uh, I wrote his bet on the uh, Tampa Bay Lightning to win this series. But Tampa Bay, obviously, they got to make it 17-0 and after a loss to force a Game 7. Now, if they force a Game 7, my goodness, the pressure on the Leafs, given the Leafs' history of having not won a series since 2004, postseason, that is, or a cup 
more famously, since 1967. You remember that, Jeff, don't you? Back then? No, I wasn't here yet. Uh, I wasn't either, by the way. Uh, so, okay. So, the by the way, Celtics, uh, Bucks favored by one and a half in game six tomorrow night, and the adjusted series price on the Celtics plus 200. If anybody wants to take a jump on the Celtics, I'm not really sure that's the, the way to play that, quite frankly. All right, and then there was the Warriors last night. I mean, let's just discard this real quick. Game five, back in Memphis, no jaw once again. Memphis heads into this without jaw, 20 and five straight up. And the Warriors could have done the closeout. Instead, Memphis scores 77 points in the first half. 77, the second most in a playoff game all time by any team facing elimination. Warriors put up 50. They were down 27 at the half. Um, then the Grizzlies led by as many as 55 points. Second largest lead at any point of a playoff game over the last 25 years. Their 52-point lead after three tied for the largest in a playoff game in the last 70 years. And the 39-point win, 34 to 95, is the largest by any team, obviously, this postseason. Memphis scored 25 points off turnovers in the first half, most by any team in the first half over the last 25 postseasons. They outscored Golden State 24 to 5 on second chance points. Grizzlies never trailed. Grizzlies now 21 and 5 straight up without jaw. Uh, Mike Brown, first loss as a, as a Warriors coach, filling in for Steve Kerr, and his, I believe it was his uh, 13th. Time doing that, 12-0 and 0 all time before that. He benched most of his starters by three thir- uh, 344 of the third quarter. Warriors lost, uh, as I mentioned, for the first time under Mike Brown. Game six Friday night, tomorrow night. Warriors have won five straight games there, the last seven overall. Um, five straight playoff games, their last seven overall. Jaron Jackson Jr., by the way. Tyus Jones, Desmond Bain, 21 each. Memphis, 30 free throw attempt to 13 free throw attempt advantage. 37 to 22 in assists. 55 to 37 on the boards. 18 to 4 on the offensive glass. They had 12 steals. The Dubs had 22 turnovers. Anyway, you get it. Warriors favored by 6.5, am I saying, in game six? What do you got there, Jeff? 6.5, is that the number? Um, but it's just curious. I'm just curious on this. Yep, 6.5 is what I'm saying. No, 8.5. 8.5 now. 8.5, yeah. 8.5. Yeah. I just have one question, because this is what I was saying to all our basketball guests before last night's Warriors performance, before they punted on that game based on their performance. And that was, does it bother you, even as the Warriors were winning games, did it bother you in the game they lost against Denver, and did it bother you in one of their last wins against the Grizzlies, that the Warriors appear to lollygag through games anyway? And kind of at the end are like, oh, we should try to win this and sometimes do and sometimes don't in those circumstances. And that was before last night's game. So my question to you, Jeff, is also, and this is for me, someone who has a Warriors futures ticket, I, I think that justified why I was concerned last night. Now, I, I don't, listen, I have no reason to believe they're not going to win game six. They could crush the Grizzlies just like they did back in game three, was it? I have no, I have no expectation that that won't happen. But that worries me moving forward, shouldn't it you as well? Yes? No? Not rhetorical? I, no. I, well, it doesn't concern me in this series. No. It, but by the way, maybe we're being too complacent about that too. No, it, it, look, it's possible. I mean, Golden State needed to pull a rabbit out of their hat in, in yeah. Game 4. Yeah. I mean, they, 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 got, they were fortunate that they won that game. They could very easily be down 3-2 with losing both of the games Morant didn't play in. But, Gil, I, the one thing that doesn't change for me 
as as long as long as Phoenix was healthy going into this postseason, I liked Phoenix more than I did in Gold, did Golden State if they matched up in the West Final, which is still the matchup we're probably going to get. Uh, so I, the only thing that it may, may may make me do is it may make me consider laying a slightly bigger price than I would have considered pre-postseason on a potential Phoenix and Golden State series. Yeah, we'll see. Because if Golden State's going to – if Golden State's going to we'll, – we'll use your word, lollygag around lollygag. For, for two games in a Phoenix series, they're going to lose. They're yeah. going to lose the series if they and, do that And twice. that's my point with them. Again, as someone who has a Warriors ticket – this ain't the Warriors dynasty team in that regard, right? That team showed up every night. This team has spurts where they show up. Uh, it's great when they do. They're phenomenal. It's the most beautiful thing in sports, and you were, you're, it's reminiscent of the dynasty Warriors. But then they have stretches with games, quarter, like three quarters at a time, where you're like, what are they doing? Last night, four quarters at a time. By the way, Grizzlies 7-1 to one to come back and win this series still. So the Warriors, obviously prohibitive favorites tonight. Game sixes, possible closeouts, or we will get our first game sevens forced in this NBA postseason. We go back to Philly, Sixers two-and-a-half-point favorites trying to stave off elimination against the Heat. The Heat have been one team at home. They've been another on the road. Sixers get it done here tonight. Remember our stats given by Cooper Moorhead from NBA.com about those last five seconds of the shot clock for the Sixers and how that saved them in games three and four. Well, definitely saved them in game four. Uh, game three, uh, I mean, Miami's not going to win many games when they, may, they score 79 points. Saved meaning, again, from an analytical standpoint, I hear what you're saying. One stat doesn't say it all, but, like, we we don't get how, how proficient they were in those situations. No, I, I don't. Yeah. Game four, you knew, because yeah. every time it felt like, especially if you're on Miami in that game, is every time Harden deep in the shot clock, some. it's like, oh, Harden's going yeah. Harden's gonna to drain, uh, drain, uh, drain another one, and James Harden did that a lot in that game. But, I, Gil, I, I will say that I do like Philly tonight to win. I'm not interested in laying points. I think I'd just rather lay the $1.40 money line. On the Sixers. Uh, Gil, just as soon as we got Embiid back in the fold here, what I thought before Embiid was announced to be hurt before game one has kind of played out. I thought it was going to be a six or seven game series where if Miami wins this series in six, it's because they still win game six on the road as the only road team to win. But I'm, I'm going back to the other thing that I liked before the series was every home team wins all seven games. And I think that's what we're going to get here where – Philly wins tonight, Miami wins on Sunday, and the Heat will play Milwaukee. I think the Bucs will close that series out tomorrow uh, in the Eastern Final. You think the Suns close it out tonight? The, the nightcap tonight, Suns of the Mavericks, game six back in Dallas. Suns are a tick of a favorite. Uh, by the way, Suns two-point favorites. And the uh, adjusted series prices, I should mention, for both of these as well, since we mentioned the others. But the, uh, the Sixers, three to one to come back and win game six and seven in that series. The Mavericks, oof. What are they? Plus 550 to win game six and seven. Suns two point favorites tonight. Totals 211 and a half. It feels like the Suns could, if, if the Suns are what they, uh, or what we think they are, shouldn't they win this game and close it out? If they're what you think they are, right? They should be able to discard the Mavericks here. Or is Luca, or, or, can, or can the Mavs at any given night have just a Luca night? The refs are sympathetic at home. And this could be a four, this could force a game seven tonight if the Mavs win. I mean, this could be very similar to what we saw last round, where Phoenix had to go to New Orleans 
They were down double digits at halftime in game six and came back and won. So, yeah, again, if I were to bet this game, I'd only, I wouldn't want to lay the two. I'd just lay the dollar thirty yeah. money line with Phoenix. Uh, that would be the only thing I would do. But Dallas winning tonight wouldn't shock me. Would, nothing would shock me. I, I don't. I don't foresee Dallas winning two in a row. Here. I think if you're betting these pre-flop on the lines, you're just an action junkie. Like I think Milwaukee plus the points. Like if you were getting that kind of bulge of points, I think that was the play. But like uh, these tonight, just look for in-game. Just Stuff look for tonight. in-game opportunities. We'll come back. We'll break down the uh, NBA MVP voting. And Will Hill joins us. Football, baseball, and basketball next. A numbers game with Gil Alexander on VSIN, the sports betting network. The VSIN Spring Special is here for only $59. You get everything VSIN has to offer from now to the end of July. The next few months going to be filled with the best betting content in the business right here at VSIN.com. And subscribers will have access to all of it, including Adam Burke's daily MLB best bets, Jonathan Von Tobel with best bets all the way through the NBA Finals, Andy McNeil breaking down all the action on the ice all the way through the Stanley Cup playoffs. Lots of NFL preseason coverage as well, not to mention continued best bets and premium articles covering golf, UFC, USFL, and NASCAR. If you want the full VEASAN experience, which features a daily best bets email, every edition of Point Spread Weekly, use of our betting tools and a live video stream whenever you want at the cost, only $59 to be a subscriber through July 31st. Sign up now at vcin.com slash spring. Uh, Chris the Bear Felica uh, tweeting us, uh, excuse me, texting us, and he's right. We, we mentioned how Drew Holiday, you know, rejects and then pickpockets the, uh, the NBA Defensive Player of the Year, Marcus Smart. And Felica adds, what a great night for NBA award voters. Not only does the uh, Defensive Player of the Year have that happen to him, but the most improved player didn't play. His team won. He says team won by eighty, not quite eighty, but yes, that's the, it. Really is true. But again, the the Grizzlies have done it all year without Ja. Twenty one and five now straight up, uh, without Ja Morant in the lineup. This is uh, this is the NBA MVP voting. Did you get this? By the way, some sports books as of last night still hadn't graded it yet. I'm not really sure why. But Nikola Jokic is your NBA MVP. They do it by a uh, first through fifth place voting system where uh, first place is 10 points, second place is seven, third, five, four, three, fifth, one point. And Jokic ends up with 875 points. Joel Embiid, 706. Giannis, 595. Booker, fourth, Doncic, fifth, distant fourth and fifth. But in terms of first place votes, Jokic was 65. Embiid with 26, Giannis with 9. We bring in Will Hill, host of the New York City cast, available where all podcasts are distributed. Will, how you doing this morning? That sound about right to you? Sounds about right. You know, look, Jokic was the rightful MVP, but I think we all saw last night the best player on the planet plays for the Bucs. I mean, what an incredible performance. And uh, how about Smart trying to sell a foul call when he gets stripped by Holiday? He's flapping and flailing away. I mean, there was a clean strip, and, you know, he's waving his arms like he got hit. Like, come on, dude, you're you're, you're not getting that call. Let's stop it. Yeah. Was it you, Jeff, who off air, you're like, you you don't appreciate uh, Smart so much? Was that you? Yeah. 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 Was it for reasons like of that? Yeah. He's a very good player, but. a little, little, little bit of a little, little too much flopping for me there. Gil. Yeah, yeah. There's that. Uh, you like any of the basketball games tonight? Either of the basketball games? Yeah, I kind of like both of them. Uh, I like Philly. Uh, isn't it amazing? I mean, it's the playoffs. It's pro athletes. One percent of one percent of one percent. How much home court and motivation matters? I mean, that's really been what it comes down to in this series. You know, Miami needs to win the game two-two at home. You know, they win by a million points. Uh, Philly held serve at home. It's amazing how much home court and motivation really matter. Uh, I don't see any reason why Philly can't hold serve here at home. 
I think they still have some advantages in terms of drawing fouls, getting to the line. Uh, obviously, you know, Embiid and Harden are going to have to play a lot better. I think Embiid, once he got hit in the face the other night, wanted no part of that game. I think he was very gun shy, but uh, I would expect Philly to shoot a lot better at home tonight. Miami did not shoot as well. And uh, hopefully we get a game seven. Uh, I actually think Phoenix breaks serve. I, I think they, you know, there are two games in Dallas. Phoenix, I mean, uh, Dallas shot 14 or 24 from three in game four. Uh, I think that was a little bit of an outlier, obviously. And then what was in game three where Chris Paul had seven turnovers in the first half. Uh, I think you said it pretty well. If Phoenix is who we thought they were to use the Dennis green line, they should close this out tonight. Take care of business. So yeah, I would expect Phoenix to close this out. Let me ask you, if you had to make a line now over under how many game sevens we get, what, what would that line be for, for this round? Yeah. Uh, you're dealing with seven possibilities. I would say do, 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 no, no, just, no, just the NBA you're talking, not NHL. Yeah. Just the NBA. Oh, uh, for, so the four possibilities, I'm going to say that you get, well, I would make the line. Honestly, I'd probably make it two, and it will yeah. push for everybody. And it'll push, and everyone gets yeah. their money back. Yeah. yeah, I mean, because I, I really do think Phoenix and Golden State close out in six. I think Phoenix gets it done tonight. I think Golden State gets it done. As much as I love my Bucks series, Rice and Futures, you have to give the nod to the Celtics in Game Six. You and think so? I do. I mean, I hope not, right? Like, I mean, talking through my bets, I hope not. But I have to give the Celtics Thank some you. respect. But, it, I mean, it is back in Milwaukee. Here's the thing. I mean, this goes back to your comment, uh, you know, moments ago. No, it's back in Milwaukee. You're right. So maybe not. It, that's the thing about what you were saying. Oh, the, the, it's amazing. 1% of 1% of 1% and motivation and home court. And all that. I honestly think the NBA, it cascades from the officiating. Like, I do. Yeah. So, so we don't say that in the NFL anymore. Remember, in the, like, the 80s, you know, if you had home field – in the NFC playoffs or even the AFC playoffs, like you were golden and you didn't even have to go back that far. Right. But in like modern day NFL, we say this during the regular season, we quantify it with points, right? Oh, home field advantage isn't worth three points anymore. It's probably worth, you know, maybe zero in some spots, two and a half, one and a half in some other spots. But in the playoffs, like, I don't know that we, besides the number one seed where you get a buy, where you actually don't have to play a game. I'm not sure home field is the same as it used to be in any way, like in the NFL playoffs, right? NHL, we know for a fact it means nothing. And baseball, although Andy McNeil can run some numbers and he says it, that it does during the regular season, but the randomness of the postseason, I don't think it means anything. And then baseball, baseball, you require more games, you know, in that whole stats by Lopez thing to get 80% of favorites through than you would a hockey series. Hockey's best of 51. I think baseball's best of 75. So it, it really does come down to, why is it the NBA? And it's it, it, to me, it just it's not because of the fact that, oh, the, the role players, you know, people are like, oh, role players play better at home. I think they play better at home because the deck often gets stacked early foul-wise or tone-wise by the refs, and then it just dominoes from there a lot of times. But we don't process it that way, right? We're like, oh, wow, Max Drews with 19 off the bench, right? But it's like, oh, because, you know, this guy was in foul trouble and this guy was in foul trouble. I'm just sort of just spitballing at this point, but I think that's what it is. I think. Yeah. Yeah. And the foul calls are so subjective. You know, there's contact on all these plays, you know, what you call, what you don't call. I think you're right. You know, home, the home crowd is very influential. I think it's a good point. And it's also like superstar influenced, right? Like that, that's yeah. the annoying part of the Emmy. And you're right. The Marcus smart flop. Like if that gets called, right, let's just say it did. Oh my God. Right. Like the whole series is, is completely upside down at that point. Thankfully it did not. Uh, and it was called correctly. Well, 
let me ask you this. Were they better off? Was Giannis better off? I don't, I mean, obviously he didn't miss it on purpose, but you know, you make the free throw there. If you're honest, it's a tie game. You, Boston either wins it in regulation or you go to overtime. Uh, he missed it kind of perfectly where it was almost like an onside kick in football yes. where it was a scrum and it was literally just a 50, 50 ball. And you're almost better off because that's not a great scenario when you're tied, you know, the other team gets the last shot where look 50, 50 chance, you know, they, they win it there in regulation, maybe a little less than 50, 50. They win it in overtime, maybe a little more. So uh, odds wise, that's a tough scenario there. If you're Milwaukee, if you tie the game, that loose ball, there really backfired and just a, a heartbreaking loss for Boston, an epic meltdown. Um, yeah, and he missed. They had the camera angle from behind the, the yeah. backboard. So you tell could right tell away. right away when it came off his hand. I was like, this isn't even getting close. He almost missed it so bad, so badly yeah. that it, uh, that it so was so bad. It was good. So bad that it was good. Went to Portis and, uh, I don't know how it's, he made the follow-up, but he did. He missed it's the funny. I watched the game. I, I went to the gym after, and then I listened to primetime action. You know, so I was kind of, it was like, the, have you ever seen the Seinfeld episode where it goes in reverse? Yes. I was listening to you guys from like the second quarter on, hey, Celtics are up eight. So it was kind of funny to watch it unfold from that perspective. Uh, we had a ball with it because we, we all of our bets cashed on that. So we, we, we were pumped on that. Uh, all right. Baseball. Do you have any baseball bets today? I know you do. Laid it with the Mets. I took the team total over. Uh, Adone has just been uh, brutal, just a magnet for hard contact. Some of his metrics are really bad. So uh, I would expect the Mets to bounce back. That was a tough loss last night. They got up, I think, 3 nothing right away. And before you know it, or maybe 2 nothing right away. Uh, that was actually a bad loss as Washington came back and beat them. Mets have just been steady. You know, they haven't lost a series that, you know, they're far and away in first place in the East, but they haven't had like a long winning streak. They just haven't had you know more than a two game losing streak. Uh, they've been winning series after series. So I'd expect the Mets to, to bounce back. I don't love Walker here. So I'll, I'll lay it with Walker though. And I'll take the, uh, the team total over four and a half for the Mets. Yeah, we don't have, do we have regular season adjusted? Yes. They're back up at, uh, back up at William Hill. The Mets adjusted season win total. 96 and a half. No, 93 and a half. Oh, oh, that's an over. That is definitely an uh, over, right, Jeff? Parlay, Parlay just put his thumb up also. He's, like, offended by it now all of a sudden. Offended. Look how the Mets fans have turned. Jeff, you going over? That is low. That, that, seems, low. that seems pretty light based off of the beginning of the season here. I would have I would have guessed 95 and a half. If they stay healthy, right, that's the, the Mets refrain every year. Sometimes it's the lineup. Sometimes it's the pitching staff. Sometimes it's both. Well, they're going to add a bat, too. They're going to add a bullpen piece. Cohen's going to be very aggressive. They're going to add pieces. You want to do a little, a uh, couple others here before the break here on this? Oh, I can't get enough of these. Uh, again, we did this off the grid in football for many years. I called it my off the grid stock market like thing. That was actually. What are the red hot reds up to? The uh, the red hot reds. I'm glad you asked because, I mean, people were hoping this would go down to the low 50s. It never got there. Back up to 62, baby, on the wow. reds. What do you think? Uh, it's funny. I had uh, Jason Weingarten on the podcast yesterday. He was just, you know, he's always just incredible going through all the divisions. Hey, what do you like? You know, what do you don't like? And I was, we we're going through the NL central. I read off all the odds. He's like, well, the reds, if you gave me a thousand one, I would take them. I was like, of course you would. Of course, <laughs> of course you would 62. Huh? You want to touch that? No, nothing. With Castillo back, the problem is they're going to trade some of these guys. With Castillo back, they're look they they'll be able to win a few more games. The problem is they'll they'll trade anything that isn't nailed down. So that would probably be a stay away. That's probably a good number. Yeah, Dodgers back up to one hundred two and a half. By the way, if you're scoring at home, the high mark, and the uh, the Yankees. Where are the Yankees? Yankees are at ninety seven. Adjusted season. Oh, wow. We all laughed when Mark Borchard said he's got him projected at ninety eight before the season. We're like, come yeah. on, should bet the house on that. He, he might get the last laugh. Uh, we'll do a couple more of those. And uh, Will has some football bets that he's made. NFL bets next. Numbers Game Visa, the Sports Betting Network.
Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to the Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Have you heard about the social media platform for kids? It's called Zigazoo. It's a great place where kids like me can come together to make fun videos. Zigazoo is moderated by real live people who review content before it's posted on the feed. Oh, <laughs> I especially love the dance challenges. So much fun. Oh, and there's no comments or messaging, so you don't get any of that negativity that's all over other social networks. All oh, my friends love it. I love that it's Kids Safe COPPA certified. Uh, I don't know what that means. It means it has built-in privacy protections for your online data. Uh, that's great, but I wouldn't be doing Zigazoo if it wasn't fun. She would not be doing it if I didn't think her data was safe. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network. For kids! <laughs> Download the Zigazoo app today. What's up? I'm John Wall. And I'm CJ Toledano, and we're starting a new podcast presented by DraftKings called Point Game. Everyone, please welcome Coach John Calipari. We're getting beat by 18. My first game in Kentucky. They're saying, Cal's a bust. He can't coach. This is crazy. John Wall runs down the floor and makes a buzzer beater. Yep. You remember that, John? That's my first game win I ever made. Remember you said you never seen me do that. Ladies and gentlemen, DeMarcus Boogie Cousins. I called Boogie. I'm like, yo, bro, I'm about to commit to Duke. And I hung up on him. <laughs> Bro, I'm talking about, do you want to tell me how many times he called me all type of names? Bro, you really sold me out. You doing this. <laughs> Bro, I was sick. I remember that like yesterday, man. Love you, John Wall. Thanks, Coach. Love you, too. You made me everything I am today. Nah, you made me. You made me. I love it. Check out Point Game with John Wall and CJ Toledano on the iHeartRadio app, DraftKings YouTube, or wherever you get your podcasts. It wasn't even supposed to be That's my That's my dance, <laughs> There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex- Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free... Discover BetMGM, the king of sportsbooks. Sign up today and win $200. If you place a $10 wager on any NBA playoff game and either team hits a three-pointer, regardless of your bet's outcome, simply use bonus code VSIN200 when you place your first bet. To take advantage of the offer, enjoy the playoffs more than ever with BetMGM. Eligibility restrictions apply. Visit BetMGM.com for terms and conditions. 21 years of age or older to wager. New customer offer. All promotions subject to qualification and eligibility requirements. Rewards issued as non-withdrawable free bets or site credit. Free bets expire seven days from issuance. Please gamble responsibly. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Promotional offer not available in Mississippi, Nevada, or New York. It's Gil Alexander. Jeff Parlay is here as well. Will Hill joins us from the New York City cast. Having a good time with the podcast, Will? 
You enjoying it? It's a lot of fun. A lot of fun. Great guests. I got Jeff coming on later. Had uh, had Spreadopedia, Jason Weingarten yesterday. So the guests have been good. It's been fun. Helps that the uh, the baseball teams have been playing well, which I deserve. Look, I have to deal with the Jets and the Giants all winter, so I deserve a little <laughs> Mets and Yankees. Uh, I deserve. Success. How how great! Like Rob Manfred must be pumped, right? Because the the Mets and the Yankees have great records. The Dodgers and the Angels do. He's got. I mean, for all of the missteps, he's got to look there and be like, okay, that that sets up pretty nicely for him, market wise, I suppose. How good would a Dodgers, Mets, NLCS be? I mean, the uniforms, West Coast, East Coast, that would just be perfect. It would suck. Giants. I can see Jeff smile. <laughs> yeah. Gi- Giants, Orioles, count on it. Black and orange. <laughs> that, would be, that would be good for me. I'd be able to actually <laughs> drive to L.A. For, for, for a game or two. That would be great. That would uh, be great stuff. Felica uncovered this other one at uh, DraftKings, this other baseball one. Uh, just any team, regular season wins, set at 103 and a half. The over, plus 105. Hmm. Thank you, Chris Felica. You've said it well. I think that there's a big gap between the haves and the have nots. So maybe the over's mm-hmm. worth a shot there. I I mean, Dodgers, Mets, Yankees. Nobody's gotten a 104. Hmm. I don't know. Again, it's a long season, man. Right? Like it. All it takes is a few injuries, and then teams want to load manage a little bit with it. Like, hey, don't rush back, kind of thing. We got a big enough lead. So I mean, there are there are definitely mitigating circumstances that could happen. But you know. Right now, you look at the MLB standings and 22 and 8 for the Yankees out of the shoot. Um, you have a team like the Angels, not saying they'll get there, but they're 21 and 12, right? Astros are 19 and 11. They're all live. Mets 21 and 11. Brewers 20 and 12. Dodgers 20 and 9. Padres and Giants quietly going about their business 20 and 12 and 19 and 12, respectively. How about the NL West? Everyone over yeah. 500. How bizarre is that? Yeah. Well, we were saying about the Diamondbacks. Like, Diamondbacks were in last place. Now the Rockies last place, but they're also over 500, right? 16 and 15. All right, well, let me just say that with the Rockies. Since you bring that up, right? Rockies are 16 and 15. Would you take a adjusted season win total on the Colorado Rockies that, uh, f- searching, by the way, searching, uh, the Rockies, first of all, the D-backs, who are two games above 500, they're at 72 and a half. The Rockies, who are a game above 500, Oh, no, 73. They're still where they ought to be. I thought we were going to get some ridiculous adjusted number there, but no, they're smarter than that. All right, football. You said you made some NFL bets. What do you got? By the way, schedule comes out today. Jeff, do we have a leak? We like I mean, a good... there's a whole bunch of leaks that are going on. What's, what's one? The, the one that is most important to you, week six, Thursday night football, Commanders and Bears. Oh, you ready for that, Gil? God. You ready for that one? Oh, my God. Thursday night football, Commanders and Bears. Uh, rematch of that 73 to nothing Bears win in the 1940 title game. Too soon. Commanders. Bears. That's a, There's a leak. What did you bet, man? What, did, what are the bets you added? Uh, I took the Vikings over. You look at their schedule. First of all, they get the Jets. They get the Giants. You know, two with the Lions, two with the Bears. But their schedule is very favorable. First of all, the NFC gets nine home games this year, eight away games. The AFC, obviously, vice versa. Uh, so that's something to keep in mind when making these bets. But one of the Vikings road games is in London against the Saints. So that's neutral. So it's really it's nine home games, seven road games, one neutral. Uh, and, I, and I think the coaching staff will be nothing but an improvement. I think they just left a lot of meat on the bone last year with Zimmer, you know, blowing late leads, blowing leads before halftime. I, I think they will be more, you know, analytically friendly. Uh, with O'Connell. So uh, look, eight and a half, nine, there's some eight and a half that are juiced. feels like every year the, the Vikings are eight and a half or nine for the last like eight years. But uh, I bet the Vikings over 
Uh, I know a lot of sharp people are on the other side of this one, and I think you're one of them. I think the Chiefs are getting 11 wins if Mahomes stays healthy. And I know this is probably pretty square, but usually the team with the best quarterback wins 11 or 12 plus games, whether it's the Brady with, you know, Brady Patriots, the Manning Colts, uh, Roger with the Packers. Uh, I know he had a couple down years and they didn't play well, but when he plays at the MVP level, they win, you know, 11, 12 plus games. Uh, I just think, look, you know, they still play the Jags. They play the Seahawks. They play the Texans. To me, I, I don't know. They'll go four and two in the division, seven and four against everybody else. I still think the Chiefs can get to 11 plus wins. I thought they did a nice job kind of retooling the team uh, with the draft. And I do trust Andy Reid. And, you know, obviously, Mahomes, uh, look, if he gets hurt, I'm in trouble. It's a good division, it's a good conference, but I think the Chiefs can get to 11 wins. Yeah. Well, we're up on that. I mean, I'll just repeat it. You could be very right in the end. Home games, obviously, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, toughest division in football. Home Jaguars, we'll give you that one. Home Titans, we'll give you that one. But then home Bills, Rams. Split, maybe. Yeah, Seahawks, okay. Away, Broncos, Raiders, Chargers, Texans. But then Bengals, Colts, Niners, Cardinals, Buccaneers. Whew, good God. Um, I want to go back to the Vikings thing for a second. Because, I mean, let's just do this anecdotally. Like, what's been the most popular bet one of the most popular bets on this network through the years, and maybe not just on this network, but beyond, right? Pre-flop NFL seasons year after year after year. It's people say, taking the Vikings to win the NFC North, right? And it's always like high plus 200s, typically. Here we are plus 270 again this year. The Packers minus 185. Interesting that you just decided, you know what, I'm not going to mess with that. I'm just going to take the eight and a half go over on that. because are, So are you in the camp, I guess what I'm getting at is, are you in the camp that you are just so sick and tired of the belief, like running your head into the wall on that kind of bet? Not Maybe not you, but people running their heads into the wall on that Vikings division bet year after year after year. Because I really do sense that without Devontae Adams, I just don't trust that the Packers are going to be as good as the markets are making them out to be. And so if there was every year to do the Vikings, this would be the last one, by the way. I wouldn't do it after this year. But you decide to just not mess with that at all. Just go wins. I'll see when the schedule comes out in the order. Maybe, you know, if they have a, an easy schedule early on or vice versa, I'll, I'll, you know, pick a point where I want to jump in on it. So I, I might sprinkle a little on the division. I'll probably pick them to make the playoffs, you know, especially with the seventh team now. I think, do think they can get to nine, 10 wins. I just think when it comes down to it, Cousins versus Rodgers, we've seen it too many times. Like you said, year after year, everyone loves the Vikings. Everyone's kind of down on the Packers. But look, it's the Packers seem to find their way to 12, 13 wins. The Vikings can't seem to get out of their own way and get to more than, you know, eight or nine. I think they've only won more than eight once in the four years they've had Cousins. So uh, I think you bring up a good point. Yeah, I mean, I don't know. It's just I do think I think I've said this on this show. Maybe I said it on primetime where it's like I wonder if two weeks into the NFL season, the biggest macro comment we're going to hear, not only on sports betting, you know, radio, but also on mainstream, um, ra- mainstream media is the, the impact of the number of the elite number one wideouts leaving a team and going to another. So in other words, the subtraction of Devontae Adams in Green Bay, not necessarily, maybe even more so than his addition in, in, in uh, Las Vegas with the Raiders. Same thing with Tyreek, the subtraction of him from the Chiefs. Will we very knee-jerk, and, and maybe it'll be justified for other season, will we quickly arrive at that, like, oh, we didn't realize, like, we didn't, we underestimated the fact that Aaron Rodgers had an elite wideout for his entire career up until this moment. And as great as Aaron Rodgers is, nobody's saying he's not, I wonder if that will be the first thing we notice this NFL season, like, oh, so they're not going to be that great. 
yeah, it's the chicken and the egg. It's the old, you know, Montana and rice. Well, rice had Montana. No, Montana had rice. It, it's a fascinating thought exercise. And like you said, we'll see it with Tyree kill and Mahomes. We'll see it uh, in green Bay. It'll be fun to watch. I tend to think the great quarterbacks, you know, as long as you have a decent wide receiver core can make it happen, especially when you have a good coach like Andy Reid and uh, LaFleur's done a pretty good job, but uh, I think it's a great point you bring up. Get you out on this. Uh, give me the team that most people aren't thinking about. Um, obviously, that's a that's a vague parameter. But give me the team that generally, anecdotally, most pe- people aren't thinking about that you think is actually a viable playoff contender. Boy, that's a good question. Or, or take it the nobody... opposite. A team that people think is, you know, done deal. They're a playoff team that you actually think may miss it. Because I'll tell you some of the I... answers I've gotten, that the Raiders are absolutely a playoff team. And some people are wondering if the Chiefs actually are. How about that? Wow. I was going to say Denver just because Wilson did not look good. Really the past couple of years, remember that MVP crusade in the 2020 season with no fans, you know, halfway through the year, he was unbelievable since then. He's been really mediocre. I, I know some people say you look a little deeper at the defense. The defense isn't as good as people think they're just, you know, not on the field as much. So I'll say Denver, Denver. It's interesting how most of the answers do come from the AFC West. All four teams in the AFC West get to the postseason. I'm only seeing 20 to one. I'm going to need at yeah, least double that. Short. At least a little the, short. Because they all play each other, man. Like, it's impossible right. to to work out the math almost where they all get there. You taking 20 to 1, Parley? No? No. No. No, no part of that. Need okay. more of that. Ladies and gentlemen, Will Hill, at not the Will Hill on Twitter. That's with two E's on the V. New York City cast. Where Jeff, is he going by Jeff Parley or Jeff Parles on your podcast? What's he doing as your next I'm guest? I'm not sure. Yeah, it goes well, back and forth. Very controversial kid, this guy. Sometimes this name, sometimes that name. I don't know where that Parles came from. Thank you, Will. Collins. See you guys. She lost the first set. Freaking Collins loses the first set. See if he can bounce back here. The Crack Man, unscripted next. Numbers Game, Visa, the Sports Betting Network. Welcome to 500 Greatest Songs, a podcast based on Rolling Stone's hugely popular, influential, and sometimes controversial list. I'm Brittany Spanos. And I'm Rob Sheffield. We're here to shed light on the greatest songs ever made and discover what makes them so great. From classics like Fleetwood Mac's Dreams to The Ronettes' Be My Baby, and modern day classics like The Killer's Mr. Brightside. Listen to Rolling Stone's 500 Greatest Songs on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Zigazoo has made me zigzag. What I mean by that is I swore I would never let my kids on social media, but now I'm setting them loose on Zigazoo. Zigazoo is a space for kids to post videos they've created and to share them with other kids just like them. Videos that are moderated by actual people. And since there are no comments or messaging, you don't have to worry about social trolling. Zigazoo, the world's largest social network for kids. Download the Zigazoo app today. Infinity presents a new chapter in luxury, the premiere of the all-new 2025 Infinity QX80, live March 20th from the Edge at Hudson Yards in New York City, featuring a performance by John Batiste. The all-new 2025 Infinity QX80 is an SUV designed to help every passenger feel just right. Be the first to see it March 20th at 7 p.m. Eastern, only on iHeartRadio's YouTube channel. Save the date at new-qx80.com. Don't miss it. 2025 QX80 coming this summer. There's plenty to celebrate in March and ex-
National Craft Month with the perfect pizza at home class from Craftsy. And anytime is right to listen to iHeartRadio's iHeartCountry Radio. Discover more shows and movies for free 